are back from the bye. Hello, everyone. It's Eagles 360. Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, along with Glenn Macnow. And we've got some football to talk about as the Eagles get ready for the Detroit Lions. And the Eagles, yes, Glenn, are still undefeated. Amazing. Yeah. They looked even better. Against the bye. <laughs> Isn't it great? Watch, sitting back, watching the rest of the league implode. The NFC has its ups, its downs. Giants get smoked on Monday night. And the Eagles are sitting there 3-0. I actually think in some of the power rankings, as much attention power as you rankings. may pay to those. which I don't. I guess isn't much. Eagles moved up. Yeah. So, yes, it was a good week. Excellent. Nobody got hurt, right? Carson Wentz got the extra week to study. I feel good about okay. it. Okay. And, and to hunt and to bring back the buck. Oh, baby. And the Eagles expecting for sure to have Zach Ertz, tight end, back on the field on Sunday in Detroit. Potentially also Leotis McKelvin. Glenn, I ask you this as we dig into this game just a little bit. What does Zach Ertz back on the field mean for the Eagles? That means a lot. I think, uh, and listen, they got great tight end play from Selleck. They, they are, the Eagles are very deep at tight end, but Zach Ertz is a guy who is a real difference maker and adds another element that's tough to cover for the other team. Uh, he adds um, something for uh, Wentz when he's in trouble, just a relief valve. I think it's a real nice guy to have back. And the three tight end package, which we expected to see prior to the season, perhaps will be used uh, liberally against a porous, at times, Detroit defense. They've really struggled. Let, let me give you one stat. Yeah. Eagles, quarterback rankings against the Eagles defense, 65 or so. Third best in the league for the defense. Detroit, 112, worst in the NFL. Yeah, that is not good. Feel good about this matchup. Yeah, and without Ziggy Ansah and DeAndre Levy, the, the Lions have really struggled defensively. So we've got a lot to get to today. Chris Wilson, defensive line coach, will be in studio. We'll take a trip around the NFC as well. But for now, let's get you caught up with some of the things that we've been doing here with our Eagles network. We mic'd up Jordan Matthews, Eagles wide receiver, in that win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is highly entertaining, informative, and it's here right now for you. Hey, we're about to beat the brakes off these boys, dawg. They don't even know what's coming, baby. But Sproles to his right, slot to the far side. Back goes Plants. He's looking. He fires. Complete touchdown, Jordan Matthews. That's on point. You got to be on point, bro. This is on point. Ah! Great conversion. That's your touchdown right there. Great conversion. Good job, Nelly. Hey, Josh. Good job on all the buses. Just to yeah, take out the slant. I like I like that better, coach, because they're showing so much stuff. I like that way better. Let's do that. Yeah. Wentz, I'm your middle on this one. If they roll that two, I'm taking the middle. Hey, hey, hey. Tell you, that I tell you I had this week. There it is. What I'm talking about, baby. 
Yeah, they come in on him, this is what you're talking about, Phil. Watch it, watch it, it, yeah! 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 Hey, BG! 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 Hit him one time with the dog! BG! Hit him one time with the dog! Hold one time with the dog! See, Doug, I gotta drag my feet there. Great throw. Oh, it's a good throw. It's a good throw. Ah, man. Oh, I had him beat so bad, bro. Back shoulders. They can't stop that, bro. Me and you all know. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. First, no, if we can ever go over, always go over. You know, I'm erring on throwing it over because you do such a good job of fading and protecting yeah. it. So even with he's in great coverage, if I throw a dime right here, it's all good. Mean, that's why I'm going to err on that. Good stuff there from Jordan Matthews, who Glenn has quickly become a leader of this football team. Good, productive wide receiver. Mm -hmm. Not a star, but no. productive. Hey, if he catches 80, 90 passes every year, that's, that's all I want out of that guy. He's not going to be the, the deep threat, but he's, he's a real good possession receiver and has been. Okay. So that's Jordan Matthews. That's mic'd up. We've got more to get to here on Eagles 360. Uh, well, we want to make sure that you understand this as we tape this show, nothing new on Lane Johnson, who had his appeal heard in New York today regarding that potential 10-game suspension. When we find out, you will find out. We'll have more to get with Lane Johnson and his situation, how that potentially changes things for the Eagles' offensive line. Next up here on Eagles 360, Glenn Macnow, his five takeaways from the first month and three wins of the Eagles' 2016 season. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write checking from Santander Bank. You say crazy, I say crafted. You say savage, I say practiced. Crazy, crafted, savage, practiced. Let's run that whole thing back. You say unbelievable, I say achievable. You say incredible, I say inevitable. Unbelievable, achievable, incredible, inevitable. Let's run that whole thing back. Carbs to compete, electrolytes to replenish. Introducing Dunkin's new cold brew coffee. Steeped slowly in cold water for small batches with an ultra smooth, full bodied flavor. Discover the craft of cold brew today and keep on. America runs on Dunkin'. Dave Spadaro, Glenn McDowell, it's Eagles 360. The Eagles getting ready to get back into action here in 2016. A road game on Sunday in Detroit. It was a marvelous September for the Eagles. Three wins. Maybe the surprise team in the NFL. 
You've got some observations. I do. And here's number one. Uh, Doug Peterson, you have to think now, currently is a favorite for Coach of the Year. Maybe Mike Zimmer in Minnesota, who has done a great job. But think about this guy as a new coach. Eight days before the season, his starting quarterback gets traded. He's got all of these challenges. You couldn't possibly do better than he's done. He is calm. He is creative. He is in control. Very impressive what he's done. Still a lot of challenges ahead. They have not faced real pressure in a game last minutes. You want to see that, but great job so far. Yeah, and really, I think it's interesting. I think back to the day he was hired and the questions about time management and running the offense and how do you do it. And Doug and the offensive coaching staff have streamlined the process. They've been really efficient. I love the play calling. I love the variety. I love the use of personnel. A-plus for Doug Peterson. So far, we've got a long way to go. Long way to go. And I was one of the skeptics at the beginning. All right, here we go. Number two, and again, I don't know how many people saw this coming. Howie Roseman, off-season moves just look better and better with every, every passing week as this season goes along. This is a guy who got his job back, made some very, very bold moves. He got rid of some big contracts in DeMarco Murray and Byron Maxwell, moves up from 13 in the draft to 8 and then gets up to two, gets Carson Wentz. We know how much we love him now, but at the time, huge question mark. The kid, Division One, AA, the whole thing. It all looks great, and he's able to flip Sam Bradford right before the start of the year, get that first-round pick. Just looks better every week. Yeah, and, and I will also point to some of the additions the Eagles have made, even Doriel Green-Beckham. I mean, what a, what a nice acquisition late in training camp. Comes in, has a role in this Eagles offense where offensive lineman Dennis Kelly really didn't have. So uh, how he continues to work the bottom of the roster, looking to improve this thing. He and Joe Douglas working very well together. Yeah, very good so far. All right, here you go. Number three, one of the wide receivers not named Jordan Matthews really has to step up. I think early in the first game, we saw Nelson Aguilar kind of have a nice game. Thought maybe that was going to happen. Hadn't been all that much. Daryl Green Beckham, you just mentioned, want to see him get the increasing role. You're going to have to have – you've gotten great production in the passing game from Sproles, clearly in the last game, from the tight ends, and now Ertz is back. But I think for this team to really be one of the top teams, a second wide receiver is going to have to step up. Yeah, I mean, you can only go so far with personnel groupings and with targeting matchups. They need to be more consistent at the wide receiver position. I think they've gotten a lot better since this summer. But no question, play with more confidence, Nelson Aguilar – Really important down the field. And Green Beckham in the red zone. I'd love to see him used a bit more. I think Bryce Triggs is going to work his way in. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. But he can run. He just doesn't really know the offense. Okay. Really not a place for him right now. Uh, we'll find out. And let's be honest, Josh Huff hasn't put the numbers up. No. But he's a terrific, terrific player on special yeah, teams. And and that's really, really the role right they now. They really tried to work him into the last game. Didn't get much out of it. Mm -hmm. Maybe that'll succeed as we, as we move along. Okay. All right, here you go. Number four, uh, I have been... Surprised at how well in small roles Smallwood and Kenyon Barner have been. And I think moving ahead, they're going to work themselves more into the rotation. Now, I'm a big fan of Matthews, Ryan Matthews, when he can play. But Matthews and Sproles have averaged under three yards a carry this year. Those two kids have averaged 5.2 yards a carry. Small sample size, but I want more out of those two guys moving ahead. I okay. think they've been very good. Fair enough. I think it's pretty remarkable the Eagles have gotten 
touches for all four of their running backs in all three games. This is something you don't see very often in the league. Deuce Staley, running backs coach, has done a nice job kind of having a finger on the pulse of who's hot, who's not, the situation. And I think he's used the running backs well. But I agree, down the stretch, in those cold months, you want the big, powerful running back, Ryan Matthews, to get you those short yardage gains and to keep the chains moving. And then also in the red zone, the Eagles must run the ball more effectively. Nice to see Deuce get credit this year for the rotation. Ah, as opposed to dig there, huh? blame last yeah. year. Maybe maybe so the, unwarranted. Yeah. Those are Glenn's five. No, that was four. Oh, that's four. There's a I fifth. did it again. I There's it every a, week. a fifth. I can't wait to it's get so you It's so brilliant because you don't yeah, think no, there can yeah. be another, but here's the other. There's more? Uh, yeah, well, Nigel Bradham and Rodney McLeod have really helped make this defense a top NFL defense. We know what you're getting in the pass rush. We know how effective Jim Schwartz's new defense is, this wide nine. But now you've got a linebacker who can cover a tight end, and you've got a safety who covers, who hits, who's a leader, who you pair him with Malcolm Jenkins. That has helped, to me, solidify the defense dramatically. And I know it's only Tuesday, but we're looking a teeny bit ahead to the Detroit Lions, who have three good wide receivers and a great tight end in Eric Ebron and a fantastic receiving running back in Theo Reddick. So and a good quarterback. Bradham, yeah. McLeod, Jenkins, the cornerbacks, a lot of pressure on them. A lot of pressure. Is that five, Glenn? That is five. Okay. I got more Not if you need it. We'll, we'll save it for another day. Okay. Glenn Macnow's five takeaways from month number one of this 2016 regular season. We've got more to get to here on Eagles 360. When we return, a look around the NFC East. Some ups, some downs, but always entertaining. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Apple Vacations. Join Philadelphia Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacations Beach Blitz in Mexico in 2017. Log on to applevacations.com slash beachblitz for more details. You here to buy the tickets? Hey, buddy, you here for the tickets? Yeah. Psst, dude, what's the password, man? <laughs> oh, Coach Shannon. What were you thinking? We're doing like a CD ticket deal instead of going to NFL Ticket Exchange. <laughs> NFL Ticket Exchange. 100% verified authentic tickets from one fan to the other. We'll see you at the games, all right? Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate you. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes, and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Marco, pull up! Marco, pull up! Marco, pull up! Marco, pull up! Playing Marco Polo with Marco Polo? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much money Amanda and Keith saved by switching to Geico. Ah, Polo. Polo. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. It's time for a look around the NFC East, presented by Bob's Discount Furniture, Dave Spadaro and Glenn Macnow. And we see the standings and the Eagles way atop with the Dallas Cowboys. Wait, wait, I, a half game. 
I like the fact that the Eagles and the Cowboys are both good. Two young quarterbacks. Well, that's it. A rivalry renewed. One that you maybe can count on for the next 10 years. Yeah, I hate that the Cowboys are good. I don't find anything pleasurable about you it. You, but don't, you don't like the challenge. No, I like when the Cowboys are 1-15. Okay. But still, given where they are and looking ahead, the next five years, eight years, whatever you, you, it, it can possibly be, I think Carson Wentz versus Dak Prescott is something that's going to be a lot of fun for a lot of years. And is and Ezekiel Elliott also well, been really, really, really strong. He's for really come on the last two games. He's uh, he's averaging about 130 yards a game. He's scoring touchdowns. He's holding onto the ball. He's the rookie we thought he would be. Now they got bad news today. The Cowboys. They've lost starting guard Leal Collins apparently for the year with a toe injury. We all know that that line is the greatest line in the history of pro football. At least we hear that all the time, Dave. Losing him is, boom, a cog out trouble. Yeah, Ronald Leary, though, a good backup. He played well against San Francisco on Sunday. How about the New York Giants' tough loss on Monday night to the Minnesota Vikings? There's trouble brewing in Big Blue World with that potent group, that potent group of wide receivers with Shepard joining Cruz, joining ODB, and they score 10 points, and they just don't seem to have a mix, and they don't seem to be... On the same page. Those three guys, 12 catches, 103 yards yesterday. Yeah. Nothing. They, they could get nothing going. Um, Great defense, though, in Minnesota. Well, Minnesota is, is, looks like it's a real top team. But this was the Giants' chance on the national stage, on a road game, to really kind of try to show something. And I think they really wilted. I think Ben McAdoo is really showing a, a kind of a conservative, unex, uh, unexciting, uncreative side, which surprised me. I thought they'd get more out of him. And the big story, of course, is, Dave, they spent $100 million to improve that defense this year. Their defensive line in four games has two sacks. Yeah. Two. And that was going to be their big area of improvement. Hadn't yeah. happened. Tough schedule ahead for both the Giants and the Cowboys. Let's talk about the Washington Redskins, a team that I don't think I've got a handle on right now. They squeak by the Cleveland Browns and Cody Parkey on Sunday. Controversial <laughs> fumble call. Uh, Kirk Cousins up and down. Yeah. They get some good running game going, but I just don't think the Redskins are what they were last year. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they're kind of a mess, and they, they had to come back late against the Cleveland team, but, you know, this is, people said this in the first two weeks, you beat the teams you play, and they beat the, the Cleveland Browns. Jordan Reed is becoming more of the offense, which is a big help for them. Uh, Matt Jones, you just mentioned, ran for 117 yards, and that's, you know, they, they get that part of the offense going, then they're a lot better. Tough one for them at Baltimore. Ravens coming off a loss this week, so uh, we'll see what they are. I'm yeah. with you. I'm yeah. uncertain what they are. Yeah, and we'll see Washington in two weeks, and then after that they go to Detroit, and so it's not easy for them than Cincinnati at home. So uh, it gets very interesting here in the month of October in the NFC East. That's our look at the NFC East presented by Bob's Discount Furniture. When we return to Eagles 360, defensive line coach Chris Wilson so happy with his group. They are literally kicking booty up front. We'll hear from him on Eagles 360. Introducing Dunkin's new cold brew coffee. Steeped slowly in cold water for small batches with an ultra smooth, full bodied flavor. Discover the craft of cold brew today and keep on. America runs on Dunkin'. All right, fellas, let's go out there and give him heck. Heck. Let's go out there and give him the one, two. You tell him, Captain. Go out there and we're going to really give him the business. My God, let's sock it to him. Yeah. Fair and square. Hip, hip. Hooray! Come on, boys, let's give him a water. 
Holy smokes. The old game just can't compete, especially when it comes to innovative energy solutions like the ones NRG uses to power the Eagles. Visit picknrg.com today. I sup to Philly. I sup to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I sup to Philly. The Broad Street line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. We are talking defensive line here in studio. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Along with defensive line coach Chris Wilson, the Eagles defensive line has been outstanding through three games, so we are going to talk about it. All right, now, I, I believe this, that Brandon Graham, the ability that he has, Chris, to play 3-4-4-3, three, four, four, three, and it all really helps him as he gets back to the 4-3, that, that seeing the game from a different angle really changed his whole perspective on the, on the NFL and the game of football. And it's really helped him this year. Agree? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I think the biggest thing for him is uh, obviously we've eliminated uh, one of the variables, which is having him drop in coverage quite a bit. Uh, he's able to kind of hone in on what he does. Uh, and we're still able to mix it in a little bit with our fire zones. But having him go straight ahead and being physical and, and creating uh, matchup problems for people is, 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 good, is a good thing for us. How often has he been getting double teamed? I know against Pittsburgh watching that really got a lot of chipping action tons yeah um, you know he's gotten uh, he's gotten respect of his mm -hmm. <laughs> of his, of his uh, the people that we compete against uh, Pittsburgh came out early and had a really good plan for him uh, not only with the back but added, adding extra tight ends which is a little different than what we had seen but uh, he was able to overcome it and work and then what it did it allowed a lot of guys to get some one-on-ones who may have not gotten those in, in the past it's really uh, very uh, kind of just in encouraging to watch him play at that tempo, and it doesn't stand out entirely because everybody else is playing with the same relentlessness. I'm sure that that is as exciting as anything to you, that there is such a hunger among the defensive linemen. Well, well to me, those are, the, as we talked about in the past, the two most important things to me is, is that, A, we are fundamentally sound, and, and B, that we play with relentless effort. Those are the two things that, that are, are kind of non-negotiable in our room, and the guys have kind of bought into it. Chris, what are you seeing inside of the tackle positions? Uh, well, I'm seeing uh, Fletcher, obviously, who gets a lot of attention is, and uh, a lot of guys at him. He's really being dominant. He's freeing up a lot of one-on-ones for the other three guys in our scheme. And now, all of a sudden, you had Brandon Graham to that deal and it, uh, Connor Barwin. Uh, also, we had a chance to get Benny Curry in there and rush from an inside position. So it's really creating a lot of one-on-one -on -one matchups for everybody across the board. How much is kind of the competitiveness inside your room made everyone better. I mean, it, it, you're rotating a lot of linemen. Everybody's having success. Everybody's playing with that fire. Has it been really competitive in the room? It is. And, you know, I could tell that was a little bit there before I got there. So, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, we talk about, obviously, is, is, is A, earning a role on the team. Nobody's given a role. You earn one. And uh, then being the best at it. And uh, those guys have kind of embraced it. And, and they see that there's enough opportunities for everybody out there. How about Connor and the transition from a stand-up guy, I guess most of his career, to yeah. getting his hand back down on the ground? It's been fun. You know, Connor's a guy who uh, 
can 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 do a lot of things and uh, uh, smart, competitive, uh, has every trick of the trade that you can you can get. And one of the things he's a calming agent for us out on the field. You know, obviously his experience has been really good for us, but he's playing at a high level right now. Chris, how about the attitude that they've had? I mean, you're a first year coach in the NFL, and the way they've listened to you and taken to your coaching. The pros. I mean. Uh, not only they're pros, you know, and, and everybody's cliche, but, you know, they're better men than they are players. They come in, they, they want to win, they want to compete. And, you know, my job is just to paint the picture for them. So when they get out there on Sundays, they have a really clear idea of what the expectation is. Three games, uh, this defense has allowed two touchdowns. I mean, it's been a remarkable start for the entire defense. The fit really seems to be great. Well, so far, so yeah, good. I know, I know, know it's early. I know it's it early. is. So far, so good. But, you know, obviously, uh, it's hitting three games into the playoffs yet. But, you know, it's a good start, and it's something that we can build on. And and those are the things that I look at. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm excited. Winning's hard. And so for these guys to, to put themselves in this position, you know, gives us some confidence. One of your young players, Destiny Vallejo, not drafted, comes right in. You give him some reps. He's been productive. The big play in Chicago against Jay Cutler. Where did he come from? How did he get to be so productive so quickly in his career? Well, it was, uh, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, a guy named Joe Salavea, who's uh, played in the league and uh, was at Washington State and uh, knew Philip Daniels and, and our scouting department knew about this young man. And he really talked to us quite a bit about, hey, this Destiny Vail. And me being in the Pac-12 uh, a couple years had heard the name and we watched him and said, hey, this, this kid's got a chance. And uh, what he did from that point is on him. You know, he came in and worked and competed, kept his mouth closed and, and got better every day. And not, the moment has not been too big. The stage has not been too large for him. Hadn't been. Well, you know, it, we surrounded him with some vets, though. And, you know, and that's been, they've been a common effect for him. And so he takes their lead. Guys like Fletcher Cox have taken him under his wing, and, and, they, and, they, and they've been a good tutor for him. Well, keep it going. Thank you. Fastball, 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 fastball. That's what we throw. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and it's working. And yeah. the defense has looked great early with a lot of football left in 2016. Absolutely. Chris Wilson, thanks so much. Eagles defensive line coach, thanks for joining us in studio on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by McDonald's. Mix and match on McDonald's McPick 2 for $2.50 menu, now featuring filet fish for a limited time. I'm loving it. Right checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, payment, withdrawal, or transfer each month to waive the monthly fee, and there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, fellas, let's go out there and give them heck. Heck. Let's go out there and give them the one, two. You tell them, Captain. Go out there and we're going to really give them the business. By God, let's sock it to them. Yeah. Fair and square. Hip, hip. Hooray! Come on, boys, let's get him the water. Holy smokes. The old game just can't compete. 
especially when it comes to innovative energy solutions like the ones NRG uses to power the Eagles. Visit picknrg.com today. Our final segment here on Eagles 360 on this Tuesday from the NovaCare Complex, Dave Spadaro and Glenn Mack now. Let's get you caught up with some numbers. Our next-gen stats, we always like to be a step ahead of everything. Uh, we are. Yeah, we are. Well, we're going to look back one more time, one last time, at the Eagles-Steelers game. Alex Smith with Stats Only. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith, and this is Stats Only, where we go inside some of the biggest numbers from the Eagles' 34-3 win over Pittsburgh. And we'll start today by looking at one of the Eagles' screen passes. This 40-yard catch-and-run from Darren Sproles was aided by some tremendous downfield blocking. It's no secret that Darren Sproles can absolutely motor, but screenplays rely on the offensive linemen getting out and creating a path, and that's exactly what they did on this play in the first quarter. Jason Kelsey leads the pack by traveling 41.1 yards on the play, reaching a top speed of 16.22 miles per hour. Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson also travel over 35 yards each, with Brooks reaching a top speed of 10.8 miles per hour and Johnson peaking at 12.9 miles per hour. In total, the five offensive linemen run 170.25 yards, or the equivalent of a 511-foot home run. One of the biggest keys for the Eagles on Sunday was slowing down Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and that vaunted Steelers passing attack. And while the players up front did their job, you'll see that the players in the back end on the secondary put in a great day of work as well. Antonio Brown caught 12 passes for 140 yards, but the Eagles kept him and every other Steeler out of the end zone during Sunday's win, and an active secondary went a huge way for the Eagles in making that happen. The Eagles' base secondary personnel of Malcolm Jenkins, Rodney McLeod, Nolan Carroll, and Jalen Mills led the entire Eagles roster on the day in terms of distance traveled. Rodney McLeod led the way with 1,573 yards traveled on his own, while the quartet totaled a whopping 5,633 yards in total distance, which is just slightly under 3.2 miles of total ground covered. Finally, let's take a look at the Benny Logan blocked field goal in the first quarter that really set the tone for the Eagles and kept the Steelers off the board. Lining up in the middle of the formation, Logan uses his pure strength to get as close to the ball as he can. With the holder set up at the Eagles' 26-yard line, Logan starts the play at his own 18, but manages to push his opponent back almost four yards in a matter of just 2.6 seconds. Logan then times his lead perfectly to get his left hand on the ball and keep the Steelers off the scoreboard. That will wrap things up for this week's edition of Stats Only. We'll see you back here next week on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thank you so much, Alex. Now time to take a look at what's ahead for the Philadelphia Eagles. And for you, it's our Amorosos on the menu segment. On Wednesday, we've got Doug Peterson back in the groove, meeting the media. Joe DeCamera joins me with our first look tomorrow at the Detroit Lions. And Merrill Reese and Mike Quick, our old school all 22 look at some great Eagles and Detroit Lions moments last Thanksgiving not included. However, I know those players who are here, Glenn, Ugh. they remember that game. Oh, the defensive one's better. Yeah. 45 to 14? Whatever it was. Yeah. And the defensive players in general. Home. Hey, by the way, Jim Schwartz, former Detroit Lions coach, fired by the Lions. Motivation, no. not that he needs it. 
He'll be all fired Revenge up. Revenge dish best served like cold. That, huh? Oh, I yeah. like that. That's our Amor Amoroso's uh, look on the menu. Amoroso's the reason Philly sandwiches are famous. So, Glenn, a week away, the Eagles hear it from all their friends, all their family about how great they are. Does that have an impact on a young team? I don't think so. I, I, we know from the history in this town, teams coming back from buys do well. And I think this team coming back from a bye, uh, going out there to play a Detroit team, I like the matchup. I think it's going to be fine. All right. Joe DeCamera in studio with me tomorrow. Glenn Macknow returns on Thursday. In the meantime, thanks so much for joining us here on Eagles 360. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.